0: Hey guys, you're listening to another episode of Just After. What the heck is up? Oh my gosh, it feels like it's been literally forever. I mean, I filmed the intro and. or filmed. <sighs> recorded the intro and ending of last week's episode, but since I've actually sat down to record a podcast episode, let alone in my dorm room, it's been like three weeks. So it definitely feels like it's been a long time since I've talked to you guys, especially just by myself. So we're going to have a little bit of a not serious episode because my episodes are never serious, but a little bit of a deeper topic episode just because the last two have been a little silly, a little upbeat. Um, and I have something to talk about that I'm very, very passionate about and that I put a lot of time into writing down my thoughts for, and it just feels very prevalent in my life right now. So I definitely want to talk about it and share my thoughts. But of course, like always, I have to let you guys know what's up right now with my life and some updates because it's like I've been saying, it's been a while since I've given a little bit of an update. So, this past week was my first week back to school after spring break, and it actually went pretty good. I mean, obviously, it sucks getting back to the schoolwork and all the homework and exams and all that. I was not looking forward to that in the slightest, but it feels really good to be back in my routine and to see my friends and. Honestly, I do love the feeling of being productive by the end of each day, so I did miss that a little bit, but initially, last Sunday, when I came back to school, when my mom dropped me off, I was not having it. I was not excited at all to be back. It was, it was really good being home, and I think if I would have stayed home any longer, then I definitely would have been craving to come back more so I think like a week of being home is the perfect amount of time but at the same time it didn't feel like enough time does that make sense I don't know I think I'm just craving summer honestly I really really am just craving summer (laughs) but like I said it was definitely better once I got back here um And I wanted to talk about just because this is so exciting. It's like a little mini breakthrough for me and my podcast. Um, But as you guys probably heard in last week's episode, I got my first ad. And sorry to burst your bubble, but you're going to hear it again throughout this episode. But I thought that was super cool. It was honestly really fun recording the little ad and then getting to place it wherever I want in my episode. And yeah, I was just very excited about that. It's the it's really the little things with this podcast that make me super excited. The little things being getting texts from girls saying that they've listened to it and they love it and it feels like we're having a conversation and they like the advice and it feels good to relate to someone. Like honestly, those I can't even put it into words how much those texts mean to me. And I had a girl at a party this past weekend, tell me, come up to tell me that she listens to my podcast. Like it literally made my entire weekend. It just, it feels so good to hear. Like, obviously I see the numbers that people are listening, but it's different when people I know actually reach out to me and are like, I listen to it, especially when there are people that I maybe wouldn't even expect to listen to it. I don't really expect anyone Necessarily to listen to this, but I don't know. The unexpected compliments are always so, so heartwarming to me. But along with the ad um, in my podcast today, I actually recorded a not... I don't know how I want to word this. Kind of like a little mini partnership almost um, that I did over on my TikTok. If you want to follow my TikTok, it's at swaggy, Sammy, no spaces, no caps, four Y's. Um, I did a little partnership with hydro Jug, And I've talked about my hydro Jug probably a million times on this podcast. I absolutely love it. I have the clear one with a yellow sunflower um, sleeve over top of it. And I was seeing a bunch of people partnering with HydroJug and so I went over to their Instagram and saw that they were actually doing like a little ambassador type of program thing where you reach out to them, give them your socials, and you pick out a HydroJug and a sleeve and a straw. And they send it to you and you can do a little partnership with them over on TikTok. So I made a day in my life TikTok today with my hydro jug. I included both of them and also one of my friends from school, her hydro jug. And I actually just posted it like an hour ago and it went up and the hydro jug account commented on it and everything kind of legit. But these are obviously just little mini things, but they've been making me happy and feeling like little breakthroughs for me. So I'm proud of myself in that aspect Um, along with that as well I've also been sort of trying to reach out to some like smaller businesses and um, brands that like to do small partnerships because like I said I really did like recording the little ad for this And obviously, I'm only going to be recording these ads for brands and businesses that I think are very relevant to my podcast and relevant to the people who listen to my podcast. So they're going to be things that have to do with all of the different topics that I talk about on here. So I've been trying to reach out to them. Obviously, you guys will hear if anything actually goes through. I will keep you updated as always. Oh, I took a break this is so random. I took a break from creatine over spring break, which I really did want to mention on here because I know I've talked about it before how I I did start taking creatine about a month ago and I decided to take a break from it for a week over spring break, not for any particular reason. Honestly, I was just being kind of lazy and didn't want to bring it home, but also at the same time, I was like... Uh, maybe it'll be good just to take a little week off of it. I didn't know how consistently I'd be working out when I went home, but little did I know going back to my home gym would give me some newfound, not newfound. I've, I've actually had really good gym motivation recently, but it would bring me this whole new type of motivation to work out. So I was having these amazing workouts when I was home and getting really good pumps. And I kind of regret taking a week off creatine because I've only noticed, knock on wood, um, good results from it so far. I love taking creatine. So since the day I got back, I've been taking it very, very consistently. And as of right now, I will be purchasing it again because the after effects have been amazing so far. The only thing is, You do have to make sure you are drinking your water like crazy because I haven't experienced any side effects, like I said, yet with it because I am pretty good about drinking my water, but I haven't seen TikToks recently about taking creatine makes you really bloated if you're not drinking enough water. It might give you headaches and just side effects that you don't want. So make sure you're drinking your water. I drink well over a gallon every day. And I haven't noticed any bad side effects of taking creatine only good so far. So I'm going to bank on that and continue to drink my water along kind of with the gym and drinking water topic and all that. I've been trying to focus a lot on my macros and I know I've talked about my eating disorder on here before. So sometimes it's a little concerning. I think when I get on these kicks of like wanting to track my macros and calories and whatever, Um, but I've just been really wanting to focus on it because I am so not concerned is the word I'm looking for, but I really, I really am focused on trying to see as much progress as possible in the gym right now, because that is my latest obsession So, and I think it's fun to learn about macros and track them and come up with new recipes. And I think sometimes it forces myself to actually think about what I'm hungry for. And it makes me feel good getting in the proper amount of macros, which I'm still learning what all the proper amounts are. I'm actually going to talk to my nutritionist about it tomorrow, but... I think getting in the proper amount of nutrients actually makes me feel a lot better along with drinking the right amount of water. So I've been trying to hone in on that. I'm obviously not going to say any numbers because everyone's body is so different and needs a different amount of fuel. But I have been trying to track them as much as I can, but staying not strict on the calories. And that's just something that I think is going to work best for me is not saying super strict on calories and really listening to my body. If I'm still hungry, then I can eat more. And if I'm not hungry and I'm feeling satisfied, then to be done for the day because I really need to start listening to my body. That is my biggest thing lately with my eating disorder just listening to what my body is telling me. It sounds so simple, but in my mind, it is so Unbelievably complicated and I know some people are definitely going to relate to that. Also to talk a little bit about that too, dining halls. I've noticed that when I go, when I rarely go to the dining hall, I try to not just track my meal and maybe just estimate on different macros that I'm thinking if I want to track it at all. But the few times that I actually do go to the dining hall, I just don't track that meal for the day because it stresses me out too much trying to look up all the um, protein and whatever I ate and like all the exact measurements and it's just it's way too much for my brain way no one should be putting that much effort into tracking unless you have a super strict reason for it so if anyone had questions about what I do when I go to the dining hall I just do not track and if I get food from the union like food you to take to go most of the time the macros are on our food that we take to go or if it's like a little container of grapes. I just look up the macros in like a cup of grapes or whatever. stuff. So just little things like that. The most recent two things that I've been dealing with since I got, or not dealing with, but just going through since I got back to school are classes for next year and housing for next year. So today was such an exciting day because my best friend at school, She has told me that she doesn't mind if I say her name on the podcast, but my best friend at school, Emily, and I are going to live together next year along with two of our other really good friends. And today was the day we got to actually pick out the exact room that we're going to be living in next year and where it is on campus, what building, all of that good stuff. And so nothing was guaranteed. We had a few options of where we wanted to live, and it's still not fully set in place with one of the girls just because she hasn't got her time to choose housing yet but as of right now I am living in an apartment next year a four-bedroom apartment with two bathrooms and a living space and I am so unbelievably excited oh my gosh to move out of the current building I'm living in into this apartment I I literally can't wait plus living with my best friends next year I just, I think it's going to be so much fun. After my little bit of a difficult roomy situation um, this past semester, I just know next year is going to be amazing, my living situation. And along with living classes, I need to continue to work on that because we finalize our classes I think sometime next week. And we have to, I don't know if it's the same for all colleges, but we have to um, lay out our schedule. We use like this piece of paper that tells us all the classes we eventually have to take and gives us some classes that we can take. And you have to put all of these classes in your shopping cart while lining them all up with times and days and all that good stuff. It's a long, stressful process. So I'm looking forward to it because it's exciting to pick out classes and think about next year. But at the same time, I don't know if it was just extra extra stressful trying to do it for this current semester but doing it for the first time because our first semester our um, administrators for our majors chose what classes we took so we did it for the first time in the winter and it was so stressful for no reason like it stressed me out to the max trying to pick out all the days and times. And I do love my schedule a lot this semester. Um, maybe not all the classes, but I love the times and the days of my classes. So obviously it paid off for me going through all that stress. But oh my gosh, i if it's anything like the winter, I'm not looking forward to doing that. But I need to do it soon because... It might take me more than one day to put all those classes in my shopping cart and if it finalizes next week that's just it's so crazy to me that we're picking out classes and housing situations for next year. Like who who when why how 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 am I already through my first year of college? I'm sorry, but I blinked and this year was over. Like, it's absolutely insane. I know the college year is, like, a little bit shorter than the year was, like, the school year was in high school, obviously, because we get almost a month off for winter break, and we have a week here and a week there for spring and um, fall break and all that good stuff. We have an extra long summer. But at the same time, like, I remember move-in day. I literally just got here. Now the first year is almost over. It's... It's happy but it's sad. Um, like I said, I am so incredibly excited. I need to stop saying the words so and incredibly. It's been like 10 times I already know this episode, but I cannot wait for the summer. It just the thought of summer makes me so excited, not only to be home with all my hometown friends, but something about the grind of working in summer. You guys will have to let me know if you relate to this because I think about working in the summer and I get so excited. But for some reason, working during the school year right now, like I like my job at beatups and everything, and I definitely like making money. That has been really nice. It also makes me, once again, I, if you can't tell, I'm kind of addicted to the feeling of being busy and productive. So it adds to that for me but something about working in the summer. Oh, I'm so excited going back to my bartending and serving job. And I'm also babysitting this summer. I I talked about that in the last episode with Abby and Tamar, but I, I cannot wait to just have the grind of waking up in the morning, going to work all day, coming back, taking a shower, going to hang out with friends, tanning, having those days off, getting my morning coffee, driving. Oh my goodness. i I just, I cannot wait. And speaking of work, uh, I actually had to plan out when my last day would be at B-dubs because it's so crazy to think about the fact, like I was just talking about how it's weird the school year's coming to end, but I just started working at B-dubs and I feel bad, but like I already am going to have to tell them my last day coming up here soon because I want to give them obviously plenty of time to know when my last day is. But we get done the last week in April, and I can tell you right now I'm not going to work during finals week, so that's even one less week. So I'm pretty sure I'm done working at Dubs in like three weeks, which mm, hopefully that goes over well since I just started working there. But at the same time, I got to text my boss from home and let him know that I'm coming home soon and can start working back at my bartending and serving job soon. So all very exciting things for change and for next year and for the summer. Just lots of things to look forward to and it's making me really excited. And I think when I got back from spring break, the reason why I was not excited to do any type of schoolwork was just because I am so mentally drained from all the schoolwork of this year, almost in like a little schoolwork slump. I would say not in a slump because I have been on a grind recently, but just feeling kind of unmotivated just towards my schoolwork. But I think pretty soon here, I'm going to get a kick of like, all right, I'm almost done. Just got to push through, get these good grades, and then I'll have so much time off from studying and homework and all of that good stuff. So I just got to keep grinding through the rest of the school year. All right, now all of this is honestly a good intro into today's topic of having issues or struggle or habits that you're just sick of and want to change or alter. So I'm going to call this episode just after you stop making excuses. And this can be applicable to all of the things that I just mentioned. Or maybe you're wanting to go out of your comfort zone and wanting to try something new. Keyword, you're just wanting to do these things. And recently, I came to a realization this past week that I am very, very guilty of this. Of saying it and of doing it. Of just wanting certain things. Specifically things that are out of my comfort zone kind of like this podcast which I'll get into later and I'm I'm so tired of it. I looking back on a lot of things, I can't stand the fact that I've always just wanted to do certain things and I've never actually taken the moves to do these things and I'm I'm done doing that. I'm if I want to do something bad enough, I'm going to just do it now. We as in me and everyone listening to this episode, and really everyone in general, we need to just start f***ing doing something about it if we have an issue with something. And life, we're gonna get into kind of like a cheesy area here, but life's too short to not just do something about it. And life's too short to not take on these opportunities that we're being presented with in our life and life's too short to make excuses, especially excuses that are silly or excuses for silly things that we have access to just change. Or yeah, I mean, we can make silly excuses. Like if you want to start waking up earlier, how easy is it to start waking up earlier? Now in your mind, you might be like, well, it's actually really hard for me, but it's not. Everything is so Overcomplicated, and trust me i am so so guilty of this too but we just seem to make all of these little things so much more complicated than they have to be and we just need to start doing something about it stop making those excuses and i just wanted to preface this because obviously take the salt with a grain of salt and make sure to use common sense <laughs> when it's needed i just felt a need to mention this for some reason As well as taking that with a grain of salt, also take the fact that I am one of the people that I am preaching to right now, and I myself need to start doing these things and stop making excuses. I am speaking only from my knowledge and experiences and just out of motivation, so I just wanted to put that out there, but... Really, we are only this age once. We are only given all of these opportunities one time, and we only live once, like I mentioned. So making excuses is something we all need to throw out the window. And specifically, I wanted to give a few examples. A lot of these examples are about physical things and mental things. And obviously, I'm sure most of you guessed it, one of these things being my eating disorder. And ever since I got to college, I went through a period my senior or the second half of my senior year where I was actually doing really good in recovery of my eating disorder. I didn't think about it a lot. I was hardly having relapses. And then I got to college, a change of environment, a change of foods, a change of routine, pretty much everything that could possibly cause my eating disorder to come back happened (laughs) and was thrown at me all at once and obviously I wouldn't change that for the world. However, obviously coming to college, it has been a little bit hard on me, like I've mentioned in a few episodes. But I find myself making a lot of excuses when it comes to my eating disorder. Now I know it's something in my brain telling me these excuses and a lot of it is out of my control. It's not, but it very much so feels like it because having an eating disorder is a mental disorder in a sense as well. Um, so it feels very, very out of my control. But sometimes I have to think to myself, is it? Like some changes that I need to start doing could be very beneficial and helpful. And I'm not saying that they're going to completely solve my eating disorder, but I need to just start doing them. I know I've talked about this before too, but just letting myself fall back into routines is something I'm so guilty of. And a lot of the time, it's a really easy switch, like listening to my body instead of just, I find myself going on my phone a lot when I'm eating, which I'm sure a lot of us are guilty of. And I try not to do that anymore. And that's something I also learned in recovery because you're not eating then and listening to your body body, you're eating and listening to whatever your phone is telling your brain or whatever you're watching TV, whatever it may be. And you're just very distracted overall. So you're not able to fully engage with the way the food is making your body feel. And that might sound silly to a lot of people that don't struggle. But if you do struggle, maybe give it a shot, because I've noticed it helping a lot. And that's one of those things that I could very much so incorporate into my everyday. Every time I eat, I just sometimes take the easy way out. And I don't. I watch TikToks while I eat. I watch YouTube videos, whatever. but it in that sense, it's kind of an excuse. I know it helps me and I choose not to do it. But that's all I'm going to get into this episode about eating disorder wise, because obviously it's very different for everyone. And I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable or have that be the main topic of this episode. So moving on, I mentioned I was going to talk about starting this podcast. And honestly, the um, topic of stop making excuses and actually doing it. I have my parents to thank when it comes to that because for Christmas this year they got me the microphone that I used to record this podcast and that's what Gave me that last little bit of motivation I needed to start this podcast was getting a microphone because I was using the fact that I didn't have the right technology or equipment to record a podcast as an excuse and the second they actually took it upon themselves. To get me a microphone, even though I easily could have gotten myself a microphone, I was like, you know what? Now I really don't have an excuse. I wanted to start a podcast. I'm just gonna do it. If it fails, if I don't like it, whatever. But I'm at least gonna give it a try. And look where I am now. I have, I think this is my nine, ninth episode, and I absolutely love recording this podcast. This podcast is my baby. I love it with everything. Um So that was a little excuse, starting the website for this podcast. I put that off for a long time until I was like, why? Why am I not doing it? And I don't even want to call it being lazy because I try not to use that word with myself because I think if I ever do use the word lazy with myself, it should be in a good way because I should be lazy sometimes. Like I think a lot of people should be. Um, I don't give myself enough time to be lazy But it's like this, it's, I'm trying to think of a better way to put it as an excuse, but it it really is just that I just make up all these little things that I don't have enough time right now, or I don't know how to do it. I think that's a big one for me is I don't know how to do a lot of things with this podcast. Podcast because I'm still learning and no one's teaching me if that makes sense. Like I don't have a professor telling me how to record these podcasts or telling me how to start my website. I think eventually when I take more classes in the media realm, I'll learn tips and tricks on how to record it. Just like how I learned some new tips and different things like that in my like uh, radio production class, but specifically for my podcast, I'm kind of just having to live and learn when it comes to recording this. And I like that. It's fun. And and that's the way it should be. Moving on to the next topic, reading. I know all of you listening to this right now are gonna be like, Sammy, shut up. Do not even try to bring up reading right now as one of the things we should stop making excuses for. And I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that you should read a book. Reading helps your mind. Reading helps you learn. Well, it probably does do all of those things. I'm not going to be the person that tells you that reading is going to change your life and all of the above, because I don't even know if I myself believe that. But when I talked about my New Year's goals on this podcast, I mentioned how I wanted to try reading. I wanted to read a book. And I thought about how I wanted to read a book. And last week, I actually went to the library to try to check out a book. But let me tell you something. Our library on campus here at Bowling Green State University is eight floors of just bookshelves, rows. And like, I was so incredibly overwhelmed, I didn't even know where to start. Like, I felt so embarrassed going up to the front desk being like I I don't how do I like I didn't even know what to ask where do I find a book like I just I felt so embarrassed that I didn't even know how to check out a book and very overwhelmed and it was just the whole library scene is honestly just not for me I think I've gathered so I thought of the next best thing and obviously I love listening to podcasts. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy a book on my phone and I'm going to listen to a book. I'm going to listen to an audiobook. And I started doing that and I love it. I fell asleep to listening to my book the other night. I've been listening to my book walking around campus and it's honestly very, very similar To listening to a podcast because it's informational it's someone talking in my ears and I I love it it's making me feel smart it's putting my mind at ease and if any of you are curious I'm reading a book right now it's called your 20s and it's by Jessica Smith even though I am only 19 I'm not 20 but I can't even tell you what it's about yet because I haven't gotten far enough into it yet but I will keep you guys posted On whether I recommend that book and how I liked it and what I've learned from reading, what I've learned from that book. All of the above. I mentioned earlier drinking water and the importance of drinking water. And I could go on about this for a while. Unlike reading, I could tell you all the benefits to drinking a lot of water and lecture you on it. However, I'm not going to. But just please drink your water like everyone makes up the excuse that they don't like water or they don't have enough time to drink water or whatever your excuse may be i think it's silly honestly i do i, I that's a very bold statement for me to make but i think your excuses for not drinking water are very silly because everyone can drink water we really can unless we go through a drought I, I don't I don't know what to tell you if that happens. I, I'm not a genius, but everyone can drink water. There's so many benefits to it. So please just drink your water and you'll thank me later. I promise you. Now, this one is kind of like the reading one. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, shut up, Sammy. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. But less time on your phone. I'm not even just saying less time on social media because I genuinely haven't experienced an extreme version of social media really really affecting my mental health maybe during like quarantine during the COVID area it wasn't the best towards my mental health but ever since then like it really doesn't do anything to my mental health that causes me to really really notice it however I do just feel like not the best version of myself when I spend too much time on my phone. Like I said, not just on social media, but just on my phone in general. I am one of those people that sometimes I'm literally just like blatantly staring at my phone for no reason. Like I'll just be doing the most on my phone, not even doing anything productive. Like there are so many productive things I can be doing on my phone. And I say that, but I think you guys are going to be like, well, what do you mean productive? But I mean like making content for this podcast or talking to my family and friends. Like I consider that as productive. I also do my dining ambassador job through my phone and emails and whatever it may be. Like there are productive things you can be doing on your phone. And I know a lot of people have deleted TikTok. TikTok gets a lot of hate, whatever Like I said, I'm not going to sit here and say TikTok is the best thing ever either, but I do learn a lot of things from TikTok. So sometimes I'm like, wow, TikTok is productive, especially if I just go on it with the sole purpose of searching up like a recipe or a hack or something like that, or a workout, go on there, find the exact video that I'm looking for. It's helpful. And then I just get off the app. Like, How productive is that? I don't know. Something about that I just I just love. But the idea of spending less time, just less hours on our phones, whatever it may be, is something that has been making me feel a little bit better. I haven't been doing the best job of it. I stopped making the excuse of wanting to spend less time on my phone and I actually took one step towards it, but I just haven't been sticking with it very well. I set... A, like a bedtime and like a wake-up time on my phone. I don't know exactly what it's called, but hopefully you guys know what I mean. It's like when your phone goes into sleep mode at a certain point at the night and it, go, it stays in sleep mode till a certain point in the morning. I don't know. Um, but lately I've been hitting ignore on it a lot, which isn't the best thing. And I need to stop making excuses and find something else to do when it hits that time. But at least I got to that first step and the next step is going to actually be to follow through with it I do a better job in the morning I'm not gonna lie because I wake up so early in the morning that no one else is up so I don't even have the temptation to go on my phone if that makes sense like not that I feel like I need to be talking to people every second of the day I think just the constant notifications of people you know texting you Snapchatting you whatever it may be um that's what inclines me to first go on my phone but when you're someone like me that wakes up at like 5 30 5 45 every morning and like not the people the people I talk to on my phone are not generally up at that time I usually just turn off my alarm and yeah then I go about my morning for at least like the first hour which I've gotten pretty good at so That is one thing that I started doing this semester that I'm, or not this semester, after spring break that I am pretty proud of. And I promise you, if you incorporate this into your life, it'll make you feel better too. Because even when you think you don't go on your phone that much, even when you're like me and you're busy and you're like, I don't spend that much time on on your phone, whenever I get my screen time report, I'm always so shocked and it almost disgusts me. And that was one of my other New Year's resolutions was to get my screen time down. So I'm working on it. Oh, I love this one because I think this is something that I've actually gotten pretty decent at since I've got to college. And that is spending more time alone and alone with my thoughts, but good thoughts. And I say I make sure to say good thoughts because... When I start to have those negative thoughts and those negative days where I'm just feeling down, not like the best version of myself, whatever, I actually find it helpful to surround myself with people. And then when I'm feeling really, really good and all things are amazing, I'm being productive all by myself and everything, I don't mind being with myself at all. So obviously the goal is to feel those good thoughts and have those good thoughts majority of the time. So I really do want to work on spending more time alone and more time alone with those good thoughts and really develop them because I think by fully developing those good, positive affirmations and thoughts and um, spending time alone with them, maybe they'll stick more. Like I said take that with a grain of salt because who knows if that's actually true or not but something in my head tells me that that's a good idea so i thought i'd share and that's what i'm rolling with <laughs> and oh okay so this is one i've been doing for a while so i feel like i i feel pretty confident speaking about it and if this does not apply to you then that is perfectly fine take this and apply it to some another hobby that you genuinely enjoy doing, but that's, so I'll I'll reword it. I'll reword it and then I'll tell you what I was originally going to say about it. But I think taking your hobby more seriously and putting full effort into that hobby for that small amount of time you put aside for it each day. So the wording I put for it was working out seriously. And I don't mean seriously so that it's not fun, but I mean, taking it seriously so that it like, uh, how do I describe this? But like taking your routine so seriously that it almost feels like a job, but in a good way, hopefully that makes sense. But let me explain. So when I go to the gym and when, ever since I started working out really seriously, I have this full routine, I get dressed I make my pre-workout, I eat my Rice Krispie treat, I pack my gym bag, and then I stand like I just I have this whole routine. I walk to the gym, I go down to the locker room, I put my shoes on, I go in the sauna to stretch, I drink my pre-workout. You know, like everyone has their own type of routine. So when you start to seriously implement that routine into every time you do your hobby, something about it just makes me crave that routine every day and crave the feeling that routine gives me every day. So like I said, I'm going to reword it just because everyone has their own hobbies and not everyone needs to take working out seriously. Of course not. But um, yeah, start taking your hobbies with, not with, but start making your routine feel very necessary, but in a good way. Hopefully that makes sense and the way I worded that was okay because, like I said, I'm going to say it one more time, but not everyone needs to take working out super seriously because if you have another routine or another hobby that you like to have a strong routine for, let's say you like knitting, you are very, very, very passionate about knitting. So you have this whole routine that you pick out the color yarn you want to use, you pull it out of the drawer, you put on your favorite music, you sit in a certain chair, whatever. Um, And then you also work out like working out could be the thing that you just do silly fun, you do it whenever you want, you do a different type of working out every day, you wear whatever you want, like whatever it may be, but you take knitting super seriously, find that hobby that you are super passionate about and make that routine. Uh, This next one has a little bit to do with spending time alone with your thoughts. And I wrote down getting out of my head um, with those bad thoughts and not letting it affect me for extended periods of time. I have these little not... I wouldn't call them anxiety attacks because I think I get anxiety in a variety of situations and in these moments, I don't necessarily feel just fully anxious or nervous. It's more so I just have these breakdowns and everyone has breakdowns, but these breakdowns for me, I have them and I say, I want to say they last like an hour, hour to two hours. And then I'll let it affect me for at least the next whole day, which I can't stand it because everyone has these breakdowns. Obviously, I hope that everyone's breakdowns are, I don't know how to word this without making it sound like mine are the worst because that's not what I'm trying to say, but I hope people don't experience these breakdowns to a certain point where it makes them feel like their world is ending and blah, 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 all these things. But I have these breakdowns, and they're horrible. I wish they did not happen. But who's to say that I need to let them affect me? Obviously, I can't control them yet. I haven't learned how to figure out how to not have these breakdowns. I haven't even learned how to deal with the breakdowns in the moment. But I think I can be in control of how for how long I let it affect me because even when I get out of these breakdowns, I just feel like I'm in a funk for another extended period of time. And it's so annoying because I need to take it one step at a time. I realize that, but it like, how amazing would it be if you just woke up the next day? Let's say I usually have my breakdowns at night. So I have these breakdowns and then I woke up the next day and I'm like, Oh, it's a new day. Move on. Whatever. And then eventually I feel like I could start edging away at how long these breakdowns happen for and how to control them in the moment and then eventually how to avoid them. But I had a breakdown this past Saturday and I let it affect me for the whole day on Sunday. Now, mind you, I woke up yesterday, Monday, feeling a lot better. But for that whole Sunday, I just was in a funk. And, you know, I kind of know what caused it the breakdown. However, I don't think this was the full reason. And it's definitely gonna sound silly to a lot of people, but I had a really shitty workout Saturday evening after work. And for some reason that shitty workout spent sent I mean, <laughs> my night spiraling down a bad path of just having a horrible night, just thinking all these bad things and just not in a good mindset overall. And I don't like how long I let it affect me. So I need to stop making the excuse of letting it affect me and I need to take the actions to figure out how to not let it affect me for. A long period of time and then so on. Like I mentioned, take the next steps, how to deal with it in the moment and then eventually how to avoid it. All of these things that are probably going to take a long amount of time because of how bad these breakdowns are for me, but I can start doing something about it. I just make every excuse in the world for some reason, even though I would do anything to not have these breakdowns. And then I never do anything about it till the next one. When I make another excuse, you know, it just, it's not, it's not a good thing. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. And the last one I'm going to talk about, cause I feel like this list could just go on and on and hopefully it's helping someone out there sharing these things about me and they're somewhat relatable, but making money. I have been pretty proud about my, pretty proud of myself about this one ever since I got a job at Bowling Green. But I think in it's totally normal to not have a job your first year of college. Like I said, for some reason, I just have this addictive personality when it comes to being busy and being productive. But I think it's a very normal thing to not have a job your first whole year of college. For me personally, paying out of state tuition and (laughs) going to a decently sized college uh I have I have some bills to pay to say the least so getting a job was probably a smart thing for me but I definitely think I make some excuses when it comes to initially getting a job just because I kind of dislike the whole training application being new to um the business or brand or whatever you're working for is just because i like having a new job doesn't feel doesn't feel easy even despite whatever the job is that you're doing you know what i mean like my job at beatups is fairly easy but the whole application and training process felt so long and time consuming and just draining because it's a lot to learn how to do a completely new job, be under completely new management, have new co-workers, all of that. So if you are making those excuses to not get a job or not get a new job this summer or not make money, even though you know you should be, obviously do what's best for your own schedule and your own mental health. But there comes to a certain point where you got to stop making those excuses. Everyone has to work for what they have. So we got to start taking that and putting it into our own lives and working for what we have. And that is where I'm going to end off this list. All right, guys, that is going to do it because I got an overwhelming amount of people saying they actually prefer podcasts on the shorter side, which I totally get because like I said, sometimes I am definitely that person too. I like to listen to a podcast that's like no longer than about 30 minutes but sometimes I really like to listen to podcasts that are extra, extra long. It just depends on what mood I'm in. So I will definitely keep going with a variety of different times just because I know some episodes are definitely going to be longer, but the ones that I feel like I can keep a little bit shorter, I am going to try and do that. I think that's everything i had to say for today you guys know i'm always just gonna plug the same things i always have to plug the pod instagram please follow it It i don't know what i was saying but please follow the pod instagram at just after with two r's no spaces no capitals and you can have input on all my episodes and also interact with me it helps me out so so much also rate this podcast and follow it turn on the notifications and let me know what you guys want to hear about next week or who you want to hear on my podcast all right that's all have an amazing night day morning whatever time of day it is for you i love you all and i will talk to you next week Bye. You just listened to another episode of Just After, the podcast that is all things fitness, mental health, relationships, college, days in my life, Q&As, and more. New episodes every single Wednesday.